Welcome back to season two of our podcast, Talking to Humans. This is episode four. I'm your host, Mark Andrus, along another host, Vicki Demert. Uh, this season, we are talking about emotions, specifically the idea of what it looks like for us to engage with our emotions. Our guest today is Jen Natsky, uh, who's going to be sharing about and helping us think through the specific emotion of fear. So, Jen, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today. Before we get into our conversation, would you mind sharing just a, a little bit about yourself, your family, and, and your role here at Redemption Gateway? For sure. Um, so, my name is Jen, and um, I have six kids, um, homeschool all of them. So, you want to talk about fear, let's start there. <laughs> um, but we've been going to Redemption for quite some time. We love it. Um, it's what actually brought my husband out of the Catholic Church. And... Um, what I do on staff is I'm the kids admin. So um, as an admin, you do a little bit of everything and a whole lot of everything. So awesome. ranges, you know, so. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time to join us today and specifically to talk about this subject by nature of talking about fear. It ends up being a little bit personal. So I recognize there's even just some vulnerability in that. So thank you for, for being willing to, to mm -hmm. share with us. Um, if you don't mind, just kind of open the, the floor for you. Like how, how have you experienced fear? How has it impacted your life in, in different ways? Hmm. Well, I want to share one example of probably my greatest fear that just actually happened um, a couple months ago. Um, so picture with me, I'm in the woods and I'm on a small platform 30 feet into the air and I'm asked to do a trust fall and holding on to my belay rope is Mark Andrus himself. <laughs> 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 I'm pretty sure at that moment I was going to face death. Yeah. So I was very afraid. Well, I'm very easily distracted. Yeah. So God, I don't trust your strength <laughs> either. So, so. Legitimate fear. Yes, it was, your life was don't in stop danger. That. That's good. <laughs> yes, my life was in danger. So yes. <laughs> I, I like where this conversation is going. Yes. <laughs> Luckily I survived. So, um, but yeah, that... That is a f one fear. But um, as I thought about this, one of the fears that I think um, has impacted me the most, it's actually started when I was a young um, child. So my parents were very um, controlling and um, they oppressed with the Bible. So mm -hmm. thus says the Lord. Um, and it was, you do the right thing or you're in big trouble. And um, when I met Derek and we got married, there was a rift in the family and um, they basically cut me out of the family. And through the years, that fear that they've instilled in me of failure and um, doing the right thing or approval has been um, pretty, pretty tough. Um, a lot of the times I think any decision that I make, if I fail, my parents were correct. Mm. Or if I don't succeed, I am, I am, a, I am a failure and worth nothing um, because I made different choices in my life than what they would want me to make. So... Um, that's been something that's plagued me for, I mean, all my life. So, so. Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking something that happened in your childhood has lasting impacts mm -hmm. um, for being an adult and married and, and kids. Yes, and even some of the behaviors that my dad displayed when we were first married, Derek would display something that would remind me of that, and my sure. fear would instantly flare back up um, that he was like my dad or that I, you know, that this was going to end badly, you know, mm -hmm. so that <clears throat> has been pretty rough to get over, you know, so. How, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, mm. thank you. How, how did you experience that fear? So if you can like take it a little bit from the conceptual, mm. like here's what fear is, but like what did it, what did it do to you 
Like, how did you experience like it from your parents? Like, like physiologically, viscerally, mm. like, how did it impact, like, decision-making? Mm. Like, just ha- different ways that you experience that fear. Well, physically, um, there was a lot of times it would be sweating. Like, if I had an encounter with um, mainly men who were, you know, in high authority or mm-hmm. who I would sweat and get nervous, my heart would race. Um, and so that was pretty intense. But emotionally and... Um, there was a lot of anxiety. So when I face a decision, it's like, it's not just a decision. It's like my whole life rides on this decision. And it's like the fear of if I, if I mess up, my, my life is over. And so there was a lot of anxiety that came with that. Um, and just in relationships, there was a fear of, of I couldn't really be open because mm-hmm. there is that fear of rejection. If, I, if you see something in me that's not worthy or see something in me that's not um, on the right track, there's that fear of, of the rejection and being cut off because that's how my family you know, so your self worth and your value is constantly yes in danger mm-hmm. and at risk. So <clears throat> men, so men in general, like yes, <laughs> um, be, became kind of representative of danger to to your value. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I'm curious. How did you mentioned uh, the use of scripture? Mm-hmm. How how did or how does it affect your your experience of scripture? So. The scripture, when I was growing up, this commis- the scripture commands, and we obey those commands, right? And so my parents, there, there's no option of disobedience, which there's truth in that. However, when I experienced this emotion of fear as an adult, and I'd say, you know, the Bible says, do not fear, do not be anxious. It's like, well, I'm sinning because mm. I'm doing these things, and God is now disapproving, cut me off, you know, upset with me because I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. And mm. um, as I've grown... Um, and it, it's the shame that comes with that, right? So, and I feel that, and I feel like I've, uh, um, dis- disappointed God, I turn inward, right? It causes me to go inward and not outward. Mm. But as I've grown and realized that God understands these emotions and he's asking me just not to be afraid, but to come to him with those fears, it causes me to then turn to God. And I understand that God is with me in those fears. And so it's not him disapproving, it's him there trying to help and say, but look back on my fact past faithfulness this is why I'm with you and you don't need to be viscerally afraid you know so how (laughs) (laughs) they're arguing over who gets to ask (laughs) I will defer (laughs) thank you Mark (laughs) um can you talk to us or walk us through that process of Mm. of how so so God was kind of this disapproving Mm. or upset with you because you're afraid what did that process look like where you came mm. to really understand that um, he, he understands those emotions and, and mm. cares and has compassion and is with you in them? Um, so I know this is the cheap answer, but like Jesus, I know that's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like the church answer, but really studying the person of Jesus and how um, he met people where they're at and, and their emotion wasn't something that repelled him, but something that caused him to draw closer. Mm-hmm. And he wow. always met with compassion and, um, and understanding. But the best part about Jesus, is he, d- he didn't just leave them there. Like yeah. he showed them a better path and that path is always with him. Um, so just studying Jesus and, and realizing that the suffering, you know, fear it, to me is fear is a, a type of suffering. Yeah. And so that Jesus is suffering. He knows what that's like. He can, he can um, empathize with me. And um, he's mediating. He's like, you know, between him and God, me and God, you know, he's rooting for me. Um, I know Jesus, Jesus is the answer to everything. (laughs) That's quite the the shift, though, Mm -hmm. from God being disapproving, disappointed, 
uh, maybe gonna gonna punish um, to compassion mm-hmm. and with you empathy. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It makes them more approachable. And yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. One of the things that struck me in in what you said is um, like the the fear and the anxiety that that yes has significant roots in what you experienced growing up and continues to affect you has made it so that at times like a decision isn't just a decision. Mm. Like, and, and I think people who don't struggle with fear and anxiety really have a hard time understanding like, well, just it's just choose what restaurant you want to go to like, or pick the kids curriculum. And like, it's just a decision. What's the big idea. But like, to, to kind of enter into that and go when the way you say, like everything, my entire life rides on this. Yeah. That feels really, really heavy, really weighty. When you say anxiety, it almost feels like an understatement mm, to like every one of those decisions <laughs> to have that kind of weight. Um, so I, I can't imagine what it, what it was like to kind of process through that. Now, I know you're, you're, you're in a different place now than you were 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago as you're mm-hmm. kind of processing through these sorts of things. And so there, there is a degree to which there's been growth and there's been healing and there's been redemption. I'm also imagining there are probably still times when those flinches and feelings things resurface mm-hmm. um how how do you deal with that like how do you there's a verse in second corinthians 10 like take every thought captive which is another thing that people can use to yes. oppress you with scripture. Yes. Like, <laughs> what's wrong with you you're not taking this thought captive mm-hmm. but but now where you are now what does it look like for you to to acknowledge mm-hmm. and process when those when those feelings you know uh come back up mm-hmm. to the surface how mm-hmm. how do you work through that well, there's a couple of things. Um, so one of the things that was most helpful, and I don't know if Luke was the one who coined this or um, Tom Schrader, but um, let what you know trump what you feel. And so when I heard that, that was a few years ago. That was just huge because, you know, feelings are real, um, but so is God's truth. And so um, I'm feeling this, but what does God say? And then being able to look back at God's past faithfulness, mm. which I think is so important, just to remember all the times that God has showed up and all the times that God was with you. Um, and the other thing is, is in those moments where, you know, you're so afraid and you're, you're like paralyzed because you just don't know which way to go. Um, those grunt prayers, I call them, mm. you know, where you, you look up. grunt prayers? Yeah, grunt, grunt prayers. So... <laughs> Well, That's can, the technical term. Can, so. you, can you give a, an example <laughs> yeah. of a grunt prayer? So I'm 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 so afraid, and I look up and I'm like, Ugh. you know, it's like, <laughs> uh. and so, and just knowing that God hears that I and God that. knows what that means, even though I don't have words to express. Yeah. And so a lot of the time, it's like, oh so good, this feeling has arrived, and I look up and I'm like, Ugh, you know, yeah. and then so He helps me sort through. It's it's more of like, why am I feeling this? What is happening? What is What do I feel like is at stake? Um, is it based on truth or is it based on lies? And a lot of times it's based on lies. Um, that's really helpful. And like, I know my parents, this would <laughs> go along with what, but God speaks to me, you know, and it's yeah. not in like this weird way, like how they spoke back to my parents, but um, you know, sometimes I'll be really anxious about my kids. Did I make the right choice? Are they sure. going to be failures? And God reminds me that, you know, he saves them despite of me. It's not my, yeah. it's not my doing. And so just remembering that God is sovereign and God is more loving than I can even imagine. And so yeah. I don't need to be afraid because he's got it. You know. Yeah. I love how that, that phrase drove you to God mm. and, and like, who is he? What is his character? Um, but I even anticipate the way that, that you, scripture was used in the way that you experienced it. Um, at some point you're somehow, 
looking looking at scripture and God differently. Mm-hmm. That um, I'm just curious how that that happened. Like to me, I'm I'm just wondering, like, was scripture scary to you because oh, it was yes. used? So how did it become not scary? Yeah, um, I think that was through good Bible teaching and Bible mm-hmm. study and being having it, you know, being able to see it correctly. You know, because before God was a God who stood there with his arms crossed and was just waiting for you to mess up and yeah. point his finger at you. And as I got more into like actually reading the Bible for myself and studying it for myself and being taught the Bible, it's, it's not that God knows you're going to mess up, you know, yeah. and that's why he sent Jesus. And so if we expect ourselves not to mess up, it's, it's our, mm. we're setting ourselves up for failure, you know, but just, you know, seeing how much God loves you, that he sent his son, you know, and, and how welcoming he is. It just changes your whole perspective. Like even just how you read verses, it goes from do not fear to don't be afraid. I'm with you. You Mm -hmm. know, just even the tone that you can read something in changes when you have a different view of God. So, yeah, I love that. I was, you said the, the grunt prayers for, for anybody listening, who's going, well, that sounds off. Then you should go read Romans eight, which, (laughs) which literally says, um, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the mm-hmm. Spirit himself intercedes with us with groanings too deep for yeah. words. Yeah. And so in those moments where all I have to offer is, ah, <laughs> like, part of the role of the Holy Spirit is translating that yeah. before God, who, and I love what you said before, he's not repelled by our emotions, but, mm. but is drawn in with compassion to them. Um, and I just, I, I love that. One of the one of the dynamics that, that we've seen play out uh, just in years of ministry, and Vicky, I know you've talked a lot about this. Is um, our our tendency is to categorize emotions? These are good emotions. These are bad emotions. These are fruit of the flesh. Mm. These are fruit of the spirit. Mm. And and reading into a little bit of your experience, because I feel like I share some <laughs> of that, is like fear equals sin, anxiety equals sin, sadness, grief, like all the, these are all negative emotions, and joy and peace and mm-hmm. patience and goodness, <laughs> like. These are all the positive emotions, and the goal is stop the bad, do the good. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are times, certainly, where anger, fear, despair can be sinfully directed. Um, but to start in trying to categorize those emotions is really just an unhelpful place to start. One of the things I'm curious about, Vicki, if you can speak into this a little bit, like fear isn't in and of itself a negative thing. Mm-hmm. How... In your experience, as you've written about stuff, as you spent time with people, how have you, like, what's the value? What's the good in fear? Like, how is that actually a healthy emotion? Yeah, I think fear shows us um, what's important to us, what we love and value. And I'm even thinking about Paul. Um, you know, he he cared about Epaphroditus, you know, and and experienced some level of of angst for his health and well being, um, and so. If we, um, I, I think that's love, like th- that's appropriate. Um, and, and so I can't really remember yeah. your whole question, but yeah, just like the, 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 the healthy aspect, like there's, there's fear, yeah. there's fear that's motivated by selfishness or it can be motivated by yeah. selfishness. Like this is all mine. I'm going to lose it. You know, golem with the ring and that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, but there's also fear that's motivated by love. Like you talk about Epaphrodite, I think it's in Philippians four where Paul's yeah. expressing, I'm greatly anxious for your health and yeah. your ministry. Um, and so we can't even like, when you begin to read the whole of scripture, it, it really confronts that, that principle that some of us have experienced that fear equals bad. Um, 
And so even to just kind of reframe that conversation, fear reveals Mm -hmm. what you love and you value. And so to be able to interrogate that emotion, there are times where you go, hey, I love and value the right thing, but disproportionately so. Or I love and value the wrong thing. Or I love and value the right thing, and it's right to be afraid because Mm -hmm. it is at risk. Mm -hmm. And if I wasn't concerned about it, if I didn't love it, then I wouldn't feel fear. I would actually be unhealthy and not Christ-like. Yeah, and I think what happens is sometimes we too quickly jump to a judgment or assessment of, oh, like you feel anxious or fear that equals you're not trusting God. Um, When, in reality, in the midst of the fear, you're actually turning to God and saying help. Mm -hmm. So they're you're engaging, it's not the absence of the emotion, but it's the, the engagement with God in the midst of it. And um, I think sometimes we, we kind of miss that and we're like, oh, don't, because you feel that you don't have faith or something. But the reality is we live in a fallen, broken, sinful world. And um, it's not, things aren't as they should be. And we experience that. And, and there are right things to be afraid of. Like, I also have six kids. Yeah. You know, and... And if I'm not afraid about my child getting hit by a car, and because I don't have that fear, I don't teach them mm-hmm. not to run out into the street, I'm not loving my child. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've thought about that and all sorts of things. Oh, and you yes. get to like conversations about dating and sex and all this, like all of that, there's fear attached to it because you love your kids, you yeah. love the people in your life, and you see the possible ways in which they can be affected negatively by things. And so the right, appropriate, healthy fear drives you to lean in and pursue difficult conversations, yeah. again, out of love and concern for somebody else. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious, uh, Jen, just, you know, kind of what you've painted for us is this this uh, long-term struggle or suffering that, that in different ways still affects you to different degrees. Um, what, what are things that have um, either helped or not helped or things that people have, have said or done mm. that, yeah, either helped or mm-hmm. didn't help? Well, you I don't have to give names, either, <laughs> especially if one of those names that hasn't been helpful is me. There's been times where you've been helpful and times where you've been less than. I'll own that. I think one of the things that has been the least helpful is when people dismiss it. Like, mm. Just because something's not a real fear to sure. you doesn't mean it's not a real fear to somebody else. And so Good. just being careful not to dismiss it. Um, because if you're feeling those feelings, it's, there's something there. Yeah. You know? And, um, a lot of it has just been talking through this, you know, I have a good friend who grew up with me and I spend a lot of time on the phone with her. She's a really strong Christian and process through, Hey, I'm feeling this. And she's really, she's real quick to be like, Hey, do you think it's because your dad said X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z to you that you could be feeling this? And so just having somebody who knows your story, yeah, you know, that can help put everything into perspective for you has been really helpful. And then just um, pushing into Jesus, I think, um, has been obviously the most helpful in, in realizing who he is and what he does for you and how much he cares for you. And, um, you know, there is freedom. He does bring freedom. So I don't, you won't live in the fear forever, but mm-hmm. he does set you free degree by degree. Um, but it's, it's also something that, you know, like Paul says, you know, I've asked for this to be removed and it won't be because my grace is sufficient. So this may be something I struggle with my whole life, but it's as long as it's causing me to turn towards him, yeah, it's beneficial, you know? Yeah. I, I love that. Um, kind of your friend, instead of saying, Hey, don't be affected that way or making some sort of a moral assessment, uh, was able to, to be like, Hey, do you think it's, it's related yes. to, to this experience or, to, or to this? Because really back then, uh, 
a false narrative was spoken to you and imprinted in you mm-hmm. that, that you began to live out of, but it, it started somewhere. Like, how did you get here where um, this, this would be a scary experience? Mm-hmm. The other thing that I was just thinking of, too, is sometimes we think of faith as, like, I've conquered it, you yeah. know? But sometimes faith is just, you know, nothing's happening. God, I know you can help, yeah. so why aren't you? You yeah. know, like, and so that's still faith, even yes. though you're there's no change happening, you know? So that's... There's been many moments I've sat in that too. Yeah. So. That's that's great because what makes it faith is the direction yes. in which yes. that okay. that complaint or that request or that expression is is pointed. Yes. You know, like you talked before, like if that goes inward or if that goes grumbling to the people, the fact that that God, I know you could be doing something and you don't seem yes. to be. Yes. That yeah. actually is an act <laughs> yeah, of faith. Like, I love yes. I love that you can see that. Yeah, mm. like help me understand. Like God, you're the God who who helps. And I'm not seeing your help. Yes. And there's this, like, I believe that you help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So help. Yes. That's, <laughs> act faster on my yeah. time, please. <laughs> act faster. And, and could your help look like this, please? Yes. And it doesn't always. But, but he always, I, that's one thing I have learned. He does help. It just mm-hmm. sometimes takes years for you to look back and say, oh, that was your way of helping me. And that's exactly what needed to happen at that point. Um, so just, ha- you know, having eyes to see where God is, God is working and always looking for that. Yeah. Well, Jen, is there, as you think about this topic of fear and just your experience of it and all the different things we've talked about, is there anything else that, that you would add or any just kind of final thoughts or encouragements to people just as you consider this? I think an encouragement or just a thought is I think more people struggle with fear than what you think they do. Yeah. I mean, people probably are just, they keep it inward or they don't recognize it as a fear. And so it manifests in different ways. Um, but just an encouragement to just acknowledge it and not be ashamed of it because you have a father who is welcoming you in, welcoming you in with, with your fear and your anger mm-hmm. and your sin. He's not asking you to get it all under control before you come to him. So good. So just turn to, turn to him and press into Jesus. Yeah. That's super good. I think you should probably host this podcast from now yeah. on. I don't uh, think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jen, I, I really appreciate you just joining us today and sharing your thoughts and your experiences, specifically on the topic of fear. I, it's not lost on me that, like, even to talk Mark, about I did that it without sweating. in this setting <laughs> with, like, a guy that's in a position for, like, there's all sorts of things in the setting that could yeah. trigger. So the fact that you would enter into that and do that anyway, I, just, I really appreciate that. Um, so yeah, thanks for, thanks for doing that. Well, thanks for yeah. having me. I appreciate your, your vulnerability. And I think a lot of people will, will resonate. Mm. I'm one of them, even just with the, the experience of, of men. And mm. I, I think you're right. People have, they experience fear, but just the freedom to be like, I can name it mm-hmm. and engage with God in it. And actually there's faith in it. Mm-hmm. it it's not an indicator of, of I, I'm not trusting God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Well, thank you so much. That's uh, that's all we've got for today. So join us next time for our next episode. We're going to discuss another emotion that's common to humans. Thanks for joining us.